Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. It is Thanksgiving week. Yes, it is, 2022. And it is a Thanksgiving praise psalm. Yes, it is. It's Psalm 65. Straight up full of Thanksgiving and praise. Yesterday, we got to have some fun with the sound of music in the hills. We did. And the seas. I mean, just so much sound, right? And it's praising God. Now, the, the psalm praises God, I think, for three different aspects of God. And today, I'd like to talk with you about the first one. Okay. And this is God the Redeemer. The Redeemer. Where I, I, go ahead, I, want, I want you to go ahead and read the entire psalm. Well, but sure. We're really going to be digging into the first section of it as we see God's redemptive power. And that's why the hills are alive with the sound of his music and praise. All right. So I'm going to be reading Psalm 65. Going to be reading from the New King James Version today. To the chief musician, a psalm of David, a song. Praise is awaiting you, O God. In Zion, and to you the vow shall be performed. O you who hear prayer, to you all flesh will come. Iniquities prevail against me. As for our transgressions, you will provide atonement for them. Blessed is the man you choose and cause to approach you, that he may dwell in your courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of your house, of your holy temple. By awesome deeds and righteousness you will answer us, O God of our salvation, you who are the confidence of all the ends of the earth and of the far-off seas, who establish the mountains by his strength, being clothed with power, you who still the noise of the seas, the noise of their waves, and the tumult of the peoples. They also who dwell in the farthest parts are afraid of your signs. You make the outgoings of the morning and evening rejoice." You visit the earth and water it. You greatly enrich it. The river of God is full of water. You provide their grain, for so you have prepared it. You water its ridges abundantly. You settle its furrows. You make it soft with showers. You bless its growth. You crown the year with your goodness, and your paths drip with abundance. They drop on the pastures of the wilderness, and the little hills rejoice on every side. The pastures are clothed with flocks. The valleys also are covered with grain. They shout for joy. They also sing. Go back to verse 1. Read what the New King James said there in verse 1. Yeah, no problem. Praise is awaiting you, O God, in Zion. And to you the vow shall be performed. Here's something interesting about verse one. Yours in the New King James says praise is waiting mm-hmm. you. Which awaiting. Which, awaiting, yeah. which almost sounds like praise is not happening yet. The ESV says praise is do you. The term that is there has actually a, a concept, I understand, mm-hmm. of silence. Okay. And so our translators are trying to figure out, okay, what what is this? So it's, it's praise. Oh, so talking about science? Yeah, like silence. a silent praise? Well, Praise is silence. I, I think one of the things this drives home is notice the contrast as it begins with silence. Yeah. And it ends with shouting and singing. Okay. And I, I think one of the things we see there, that, and you've brought this up in weeks before, so I wanted to highlight this for, for, for you to be able to see it here. Just that that idea of the times in which we need to be silent before God. Mm, yeah, and that's that kind right. of that kind of silence and solitude and just be still and know mm-hmm. that I am God. That is praise 
in and of itself, and even of itself. though it's not verbalized and it's not allowed. Yeah. Uh, A-L-O-U-D. It's not loud. Not, not A-L-L-O-W-E-D. It is, like. it is lawful allowed. <laughs> See, if I had a video, I could write it on the, on the marker board. Another and everybody reason would we got know. video would so know. they would appreciate the whiteboard we got going here. Yeah. So, so anyway, <laughs> it, is, it is lawful. This sil- but again, that idea of being still in the presence of God, being silent, being in awe, being so overwhelmed and amazed that, that even the, the, the words and the voice can't even come out. But it, but it leads to shouting and singing at the end of the psalm. Well, and one of the things that I observed in reading again is the mention of the seas over and over. And yeah. so it wasn't quite so tangential to talk about no. uh, the, the animals of the seas no, yesterday. No, it was not at all. It's <laughs> right up in here. It's all, all of this is, it's, it's the entire world. In fact, we'll get into that a little bit more. But today, I'd like to, again, stay in these first four verses, at least the right. idea that we have here. So you said, uh, as, as we were kind of introducing our talk today, that you see the psalm kind of has three reasons given to, yeah. to praise God. So what are the three, and which one do you want to focus so on if you So if you take a look at it, it seems like there are three segments, verses 1 through 4, okay. then verses 5 through 8, then verses 9 through 13. And in these three segments, each of them highlight a different aspect of God. Okay. Verses 1 through 4 highlights the idea of atonement mm-hmm. and redemption. Okay. You hear our prayer, so all flesh will come to you. Verse 3, when iniquities prevail against me, you atone for our transgressions. You provide atonement. Okay. What we find in this very verse, so, so the underlying principle mm-hmm. that produces praise in David, that causes his heart to sing, is the redemption that he and his people have In God. God provides atonement. God provides forgiveness. Mm -hmm. God provides reconciliation. God provides redemption. Yeah. And what a powerful, powerful reason that is to praise God. He is our Redeemer. He's our Redeemer. All right. And I think, so one of the things I do think we need to notice on this, so so, so look at verse 4. What did you say in verse 4 again? Yeah, blessed is the man you choose and cause to approach you that he may dwell in your courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of your house, of your holy temple. Here's the thing I do want to caution against. When you and I read this in our modern Christian mindset, and actually, especially in our modern Western individualistic mindset, Mm -hmm. as we hear this, especially with the 500, 600 years of however long it's been of of arguing over calvinistic ideas and unconditional election and unconditional choosing I see. it's very easy for us to come back here to psalm 65 and hear blessed is the one you choose and interpret it in this modern lens of god choosing individuals that he will draw to him and bring into his house sure. as if we're talking about that salvation in Jesus Christ. But that's not what David was talking about. Mm-hmm. Go back to the lens that David was using where there really was a tabernacle and then, of right. course, after him, the temple. And there really were people that God had chosen mm-hmm. to be the ones who dwell at the house of the Lord. You mean like so, the priests and the Levites? I mean exactly like that. Okay. I mean exactly. This is, so what this segment, this first four verses, is not not talking about individual salvation. Okay. It's talking about this corporate worship and atonement that they had through the system at the tabernacle and the temple. You've made atonement for us. Mm-hmm. When iniquities prevail, you provide atonement and blessed is the one that gets to come into your house and gets to dwell there and that gets to be 
it, it really is a thanksgiving for the priests. I see. Under that law. It's a thanksgiving for the Levites. It's a thanksgiving for those who work mm-hmm. the sacrifices and work the atoning sacrifices. So like in verse 1, when it talks about, we mentioned the silence a moment ago, it says, and to you the vow shall be performed, the ones that are performing the vows, right? Yes. The, the actual... Coming to the temple or the tabernacle in the time of David. liturgical work yes. of offering the sacrifice and the burning the incense and all those things. Bringing those votive sacrifices, votives, those yeah. thanksgiving sacrifices, right. the guilt offerings. And that entire system is what's being described here as God had established redemption and atonement mm-hmm. for his people. And what a powerful thing. Now, for us today, sure. as, as we bring that to us today, we also give thanksgiving for the redemption that God has provided for us. Ours, of course, is not through the temple and through those animal sacrifices. It's not through priests who would mediate between us and God. And yeah. blessed were those guys. But today, we all get to be the priesthood of believers. God God allows us through Jesus Christ. Jesus is our great peace, priest. Right. And I guess I'm getting ahead on Friday. Well, but, uh, but, but the order of is, and, and uh, of course, the temple today is his church. Mm. All of these things in the Old Testament are foreshadows and prophetic in their way, fulfilled ultimately in Christ, who is then the great atonement. Who is our redemption. Yeah. Who is our atoning sacrifice. Stepping back to the psalm and the time of David, as it talks about the blessing on this one that God has chosen to draw close to him, this should remind us at the very least, not only of the entirety of that sacrificial system, but think about the day of atonement. Mm -hmm. The day of atonement where God chose a person who is supposed to come into the Holy of Holies and and sprinkle the blood and have that day of atoning sacrifice that would allow God's temple or tabernacle at this time to dwell among them. I'm not going to read all of Leviticus 16, but I would like to read verse 16. So in, so in Leviticus 16, I, I know you're aware of this, the 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 two-part sacrifice where you have the one that you kill, but you have the one that you put the, you, you lay your, the, the priest would lay his hands right. on, the azazel or the scapegoat. The scapegoat. Take the sins off into the he wilderness. runs off in the wilderness. Yeah. And Leviticus 16, 16, as it talks about this day of atoning sacrifice, Thus, what? Well, let me. You know what? Let me back up. Fifteen. Then he shall kill the goat of the sin offering that is for the people, and bring its blood inside the veil, and do with its blood as he did with the blood of the bull, sprinkling it over the mercy seat and in front of the mercy seat. Here, the high priest has been chosen mm-hmm. to come near to God, to come into his house, to come into his dwelling place, and make atonement. Verse sixteen. Thus he shall make atonement for the holy place because of the uncleanness of the people of Israel and because of their transgressions, all their sins. And so he shall do for the tent of meeting, which dwells with them in the midst of their uncleanness. I think that's super important. Here is God's dwelling place. And the entire point there of verse 16 is why does God get to dwell among this unclean people? Because he has made atonement. I see. And this is God's plan of atonement. Mm-hmm. And God has chosen the person that he will bring in and make atonement for the people. Mm-hmm. And that's the priest, which, of course, again, now right. we come back to us today. Yeah. Well, that's Jesus. It's Jesus. <laughs> yes. I mean, that is the very imagery that the Hebrew writer picked up on. They talk Absolutely. about our far better 
priest, yes. our far better priest, a priest after the order of Melchizedek. And of course, when I remember this redemption, God is redeemer. Mm-hmm. And at heart, that is what matters most because that's what I need right. most. I right. need redemption. I need atonement. I need forgiveness. In our day and age, we are so bent about what I need is is uh, liberation and what I need is, is freedom from oppression and what I need is there's all these other people out there that have sinned against me and I and I need to be freed from that and delivered from that because life is awful and, and if they would just, if, if God would just do something about all those people and things that are awful to me, but here we're talking about the fact that actually I'm awful. Mm-hmm. I'm a sinner. Yeah, I have sinned, and what I need to be saved from is my own sin, which causes death for me. I'm a part of the big problem. And so how amazing it is that there is a sacrifice offered mm. in your stead. Redemption and atonement. Yep. I, and, yep. so, and so what do we do? We praise and thank God. So on Thursday, mm-hmm. when we're going around the table saying, what am I thanking God for? Mm. Well, I need to thank God for redemption. Amen. In fact, let's thank him right now. Glorious God, thank you. Thank you for redeeming us. Thank you for the plan that you established that we could watch and read about that pointed to Jesus. And thank you for Jesus who fulfills that plan, who fulfills the temple, who fulfills the tabernacle, who fulfills all of those priests, who fulfills the day of atonement, who fulfills the sacrifices, who fulfills every bit of that as, as you were paving the way and foreshadowing what we needed most in the redemption. Thank you for redeeming us by the blood of Jesus Christ. And we thank you in the name of that very redeeming sacrifice, Jesus Christ, our Savior and King. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.